how many of you brought your Bible this morning? Will you hold up the Bible all over the building? And I want to ask you to join me this morning way back in the book of uh, 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter 16. And I'd like to read some verses here. That's page number 373 if you have an old Schofield Bible. And I'll read some verses here. Then we're going to follow a man through the Scripture this morning and try to glean a little bit about his life and what his life has to say to us as we live out these last days upon the earth. Second Samuel chapter number 16. Well, I don't know how the election's going to turn out, do you? And I think from what I heard last night, I was watching that Newsmax, I have unsubscribed to Fox. I'm mad at them. And... Uh, Fox, Fox on the run. I'm, I'm on the run from Fox. But anyway, so I saw it still cut. But I was down in Georgia this week, and on Monday night, Monday night of the revival meeting, the preacher got up in the pulpit and announced that in the state of Georgia that Joe Biden had got all the veteran vote. That's right. In the state of Georgia, said every one of them Civil War veterans voted for Joe Biden. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, me. Some of that went right over your head, didn't it? Probably just in here, I don't care who. I don't, whatever. Okay, good. Well, let's move off of that then. Second uh, Samuel chapter 16. I want to begin reading verse number 5. All right, if you'll follow me. And uh, we'll talk about this man here just a little bit. Look at verse 5. And when David came to Bahurim, behold, thence came a man, came out a man of the family of the house of Saul, whose name was Shimei the son of Gera, he came forth and cursed still as he came. And he cast stones at David and at all the servants of King David. And all the people and all the mighty men were on his right hand and on his left. And thus said Shimei when he cursed, Come out, come out, thou bloody man, thou and thou man of Belial. The Lord hath returned upon thee all the blood of the house of Saul, in whose stead thou hast reigned. And the Lord hath delivered the kingdom into the hand of Absalom thy son. And behold, thou art taken in thy mischief, because thou art a bloody man. Then said Abishai, the son of Zariah, unto the king, Why should this dead dog curse my lord the king? Let me go over, I pray thee, and take off his head. And I said this in the early service, and I just got to say it again. I like that boy right there. Do y'all like him? I like that fella. Abishai, that's the kind of boy you want on your side right there. It'll take somebody's head off when they say something to you they shouldn't say. Look at verse 10. And the king said, now he's talking to Abishai. And the king said, what have I to do with you, you sons of Zariah? And that's all I'm going to read. I'm going to ask you to leave your Bibles open here because we're going to look at this man that I want to talk about this morning. If you'll leave your Bibles open and then follow me along as we move through the Scripture this morning, let's pray. Father, bless your word I pray this morning, and God, for anybody here in this building today that finds themselves somewhat in the story of this man, I pray the Spirit of God will just peel back the layers one by one until they get their heart right in the sight of God. Bless your word. Speak to us this morning. Holy Spirit, walk up and down these aisles, in and out these rows, God, shine the light of the gospel and the light of God's word into the darkness of our hearts, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. 
You know, for quite a while, off and on, we have been making our way through the story of Israel's greatest king. And, of course, I'm speaking about a man named King David. King David is one of the greatest, most familiar people in all of the Bible. He is the second most mentioned person in the Bible, second only to the Lord Jesus himself. And King David is the most mentioned Old Testament person in the New Testament. That leads me to say, without doubt, he was Israel's greatest earthly king. David would reign for a period of 40 years over the nation. And under his leadership, the nation of Israel would become the world's leading superpower of that day. Israel was the United States of David's day. David was the most powerful man upon the earth, leading the most powerful nation upon the earth. But if you remember for this series of messages, we have become more interested in the people who step into and out of the story of David. As I've often said, King David must have been a people person, and he had what we would call in our day a magnetic personality. I say that on the basis of the fact that seemingly King David was always surrounded by other people. There are numerous people who walk into the story of David and out of the story of David. There are numerous people whose stories of their lives become intertwined and intermingled with the story of David's lives. So more than just King David, we've really been talking more about these people that David met along the way. And this morning we come to another one of those people. His name is Shimei. Now, I doubt anybody in here this morning drove up on the parking lot and said, Boy, I sure hope I walk in today and Brother Tim preaches about Shimei. Because Shimei is not one of the more famous people of our Bible, say like a Moses or a Joshua. Most of us in here probably, I mean, if we just be honest, and I'm not preaching this to prove a point, but most of us in here probably never even heard a message about this man or on this man by the name of Shimei. His name itself means this, the one who hears and who obeys. But as we move through the story, we're going to find out he didn't live up to his name. He heard, but he did not obey. Now, this morning, Shimei, if I had to give a title to my sermon, here's what I'd preach about Shimei. Shimei is the man who crossed the line. He is the man who crossed the line. Now, I can't show that to you yet, but as I wrap the message up here in just 20, 25 minutes or so, I'm going to show you he was a man who stepped over the line. And boy, did he pay for it. Now, as we approach his story, just so you'll know where we're at in the story of David, I remind you again that the story of David can be divided into two sections. The first section of David's life was what we would call David before the Bathsheba incident. That's the first section of his life. And then the second section, the last section of his life, would be the David that we see after the Bathsheba incident. Before Bathsheba, after Bathsheba. Now read his life and you'll find out before the Bathsheba incident, David could do no wrong. Everything David touched, he had the Midas touch. Everything he touched turned to gold. But after Bathsheba, he had the Midas touch all right, but everything he touched turned into a muffler. Y'all ain't getting this this morning, are you? That's right. After Bathsheba, David could do no right. And as we re meet this man, Shimei, we meet him in the after Bathsheba part of David's life. 
Boy David paid dearly for his uh, failure in the incident of Bathsheba. For the rest of his life, David would pay for that sin. Even though God forgave him of his sin, David would still have to pay the consequences of that sin. And that's true of any of us. We may sin, God may forgive us of that sin, but we still can't escape the consequences of our sin. The Bible said in Numbers 32:23, be sure your sin will find you out. And boy, did it find David out. And as we face, as we find David this morning in this text, we see David once again in great turmoil and great trouble. His life is going to be filled with that from here on out because of his sin. And this morning finds David right in the middle of the Absalom rebellion. You say Absalom rebellion, what's that? Well, Absalom was the son of King David. And if you remember from the history of the Old Testament, Absalom rebelled against the kingship the, the leadership of his own dad. He stole the hearts of the men of Israel. Anytime some man would come to see the king, Absalom would pull them aside. He would get in their ear. He would talk to them about how that the king is lacking in these areas. And uh, boy, if he was the king, things would be different. He pulled an Absalom. That's what that means. You ever heard a preacher say, don't you pull an Absalom on me. He pulled an Absalom on his old dad. He stole the hearts of the men of Israel. Well, when he stole their hearts, they began to follow Absalom instead of following King David. And there was a coup. There was an overthrow of David's leadership. And David now, as a much older man, is forced to run for his life once again, just as he had done in the days when he was running from King Saul. The only problem is now he is a much, a much older man. He's not uh, quick. He's not strong. He's not vigorous like he was in those earlier days when he fought bears and, and lions. He's an older man, but he's running for his life. His own son is seeking to kill him. How would you like for your son to seek to kill you? I mean, David is at a point in his life probably, if not the, I'm sure it is one of the most lowest points of his life. And in walks Shimei. Now, what is the story of Shimei? Well, if you look in our text this morning, here's where we're going to start at. And we'll wind up over in the book of 1 Kings before it's over in about 20 minutes or so. But I want to start by talking, number one, about Shimei's shameless character. The man who crossed the line. His shameless character. Now, I've already told you, David's running for his life in our text. And, and the thing about it is, I mean, when David left Jerusalem on, uh, for fear of his life, he wasn't able to pack his belongings. He couldn't throw a few things in a suitcase, maybe pack some grub in a, in a wagon and carry it. I mean, he left with just the clothes on his back. Some people that we meet while this is going on helped David. They assisted David, like Barzillai over the next chapter. Remember the man from Rogelum? I preached about him. And he brought David stuff like beans, and, and, uh, and he brought stuff like uh, bread and grapes and, and drink and donkeys and bedding and clothing. He came to help David during this time, but not old Shimei. Shimei didn't come to help David, to assist David at this time. In fact, the Bible said he did just the opposite. He came to curse David at this time. 
You know when we hit those low points of life, if there's ever a time we need some encouragement, it's when we're at the low points of life. How many of y'all have ever been there before? Boy, I've had some low points. I've been so low before, now you have to reach up to touch the bottom, as the old saying goes. We've all had those low points. And if there's ever a time you need to be encouraged, it's when you're going through one of those valleys in your life. But here comes an old boy, not to help David, but the Bible said that he comes to curse David at this point. He's glad about what's happening to David. In fact, if you'll look down about verse number 8, God, uh, Shimei said, hey, you're getting what you deserve, David. David, this is karma. Hey, David, the judgment of God's falling on you because of what you did to, to King Saul. You're getting exactly what you, and he just cussed and cussed, and he was throwing rocks and kicking dirt and cussing David up a storm. Boy, if there was ever a time David needed an encouraging word, he sure wouldn't find it from Shimei. I want you to look at verse number 5. I want you to see how he foolishly, he foolishly expressed himself. The Bible said at the end of verse number 5 that he comes and he cursed as he came. Now, i got to tell you, the thing I get from this story about Shimei is he hated David, and that would be an understatement. He just didn't hate David. He detested David. He despised the very mention of David's name, and we're not left to wonder why he hated David so bad, because if you look there again at verse number 5, it tells us that he was of the family of the house of Saul. So what he is, he's kinfolk to Saul. And he's still mad. He's still upset about what all happened, how it all turned out with Saul, how David became king. And because of that, he hates David with a passion. And the Bible said that when he came out to meet David, he was cursing as he came. Cursing as he came. Now I want to tell you something, friend. I, I don't know, I don't think this is his first rodeo because the Bible said there in verse number that he cursed still as he came. He was saying some hurtful stuff. Look at verse 7, what he was saying there in verse 7. Come out, come out, thou bloody man, thou man of Belial. That word Belial, that's an Old Testament name for the devil. So really he said, come out, you child of the devil, you. I mean, he's calling David a son of the devil. Then if you come to verse number 8, he said, hey, you're getting what you deserve. God is, uh, is requiting the blood of Saul upon your head. I'm glad your son Absalom has run you off the throne. Hooray for for Absalom. I'd rather have him to be king. I mean, he is hurting old David. He's cursing David. Now, I'll tell you something. I said again, this is not his first rodeo because the Bible said there that he cursed still as he came. I think that still, that word still there indicates to us that this was just a habit of his life. I mean, everywhere he went, he cussed David. When he sit down to eat supper with his family at night, little old young and scattered around the table, oh, Shimei would curse the name of David. I mean, when he went to work and they, it was break time and he opened up his, his lunchbox and he was eating his crackers and cheese or whatever, I mean, he would cuss David. I mean, buddy, as sure as you saw Shimei coming down the road, the one sure thing you could count on was that boy would be cussing David. When he went to Walmart and I said this morning, turned down the, uh, the, uh, uh, well, the uh, beanie weenie aisle and he turned Somebody saw him. Here's Shimei. Boy, you knew one thing. He'd just be cussing David. When he, when he went out to eat with his family to a restaurant, he cussed David. He hated David with all of his heart. Now, let me tell you, the reason I think he cussed David is because his heart was wrong. You know something, a good indication? You ever run into these people and all they do is just cuss? I'm telling you, we're living in a day... You know, men used to be careful when ladies were around. They wouldn't cuss when ladies was around. 
But I've seen a lot of ladies in our day that can outcuss men. I got on an airport a couple, uh, not an airport. I hope I didn't get on an airport. But I did get on an airplane uh, not too awful long ago. And there was this little, this, this lady, not so long ago, a few years. And she came on. She had a little baby in her arm and a, like a diaper bag and sat down. And, and I thought, well, you know, there's a little uh, a lady, a mama traveling with a little baby. And she got upset about something on that plane. And you talk about cussing. I mean, words that just come up out of the sewer. I mean, just terrible things she was saying. I'm telling you, anytime you hear somebody go on and on and on with profanity coming out of their mouth, it's an indication they've got a bad heart. Because the Bible said in Matthew chapter 12 and verse number 34, out of the abundance of the heart. What they're saying is this, I've got a heart problem. What they're saying is this, my heart is not right in the sight of God. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Whatever's down in the well will come up through the mouth the bucket of the mouth. And Shimei was cursing David. By the way, he not only hated David, he hated David's people as well. Because if you look at verse 6, the Bible said he cast stones at David, but it also said this, and at all the servants of King David. So here is an old boy. He hates David. He is cursing David. David is an oath upon his lip. But I just see this happening. I just see somebody maybe tap him on the shoulder. Shimei. You better watch what you say about that guy. He may come back some of these days. You better be careful. You don't know that that king won't have a second coming. You better be careful what you say about David. I see old Shimei say, oh, no, we've seen the last of this king. He's out of here forever. You blankety blank blank beep. I mean, just let him have it. Cursing David. He foolishly expressed himself. You know, they do say this, people who use profanity, it is an attempt of a feeble mind to express itself forcefully. Amen. You know words better than them old cuss words. Amen. I mean, God's people ought not be talking like that. We're the people of God. Our life should be different. Hey, our language should be different. Can I have an amen? I'm starting to worry about y'all just a little bit. Bunch of cussers sitting in here this morning. Yes, sir. He, how he foolishly expressed himself. But now I want you to see how he fully exposed himself. Now, watch this. Shimei's cursing the king. He's throwing rocks at King David. And he don't even know that if it weren't for King David, he wouldn't even be alive. You see, if you look down there at verse number 9, Abishai. Now, let me tell you, in case you don't know, I preached about him. Abishai's one of the mighty men of David. There are 37 of them mentioned in the Bible, and this man, Abishai, is one of the top three. I'm telling you, this guy, Abishai said, King, let me go over there, take one swing at this boy, and I'll remove his head from his shoulders. I'll get rid of this. I'll get rid of this man. He's not going, why am I going to let a dead dog talk to my king like that? I mean, buddy, he is mad about it. Abishai wants to go. He, I mean, he is on the verge. He could do this in a moment's notice and not even bat an eye. He could, take, he could take Shimei out of this world and not lose a moment's sleep over it. That's the kind of man Abishai is. Abishai said, I'm going over there and I'm going to take his life. David said, no, you're not. What have I got to do with you, you sons of Zariah? Let him cuss. The very man that he was cussing was the very man that was keeping him alive. 
Isn't it amazing, this old crowd that runs around and takes God's name in vain? And I mean, nothing good. It's always, their, they open their mouth and it's like a sewer, just a, a filthy sewer running out their mouth. You ever wonder why in the world God would let somebody like that walk around? I'll tell you why. Grace. The only reason Abishai didn't go over and kill this boy Shimei was because David prevented it from happening. I remember years ago there was a famous atheist, I probably should say an infamous atheist, by the name of Robert Ingersoll. Robert Ingersoll traveled all over the breadth and the depth of our country trying to prove one thing, that there is no God. He was an outspoken, loud-mouthed, arrogant atheist. And he went all over the country. And what he would do was this. He'd gather a crowd together, and for about five or ten minutes, he would just fill, fill the place with vulgarity and profanity, and he would direct, direct all of that filth and all of that talk toward God. And then at the end of all that, he'd pull his stopwatch, his, his pocket watch out of his pocket, and he'd say, if there is a God, he, he, he will strike me dead in the next five minutes, if there is a God. And he would start. And the crowds would stand there four minutes, three minutes, two minutes. And he said sometimes it was so intense that some of the ladies standing there would just faint. They would just pass out. And people would get so nervous. And finally, at the end of the five minutes, he would close his watch, stick it in his pocket, and say, See, there is no God. Well, an old preacher over in England, his name was Joseph Parker. He was a street preacher. And he heard what Ingersoll was doing in America. And somebody asked him about it. He said, Ha! Does the fool think that he can exhaust the patience of God in only five minutes? Aren't you glad that we have a patient God. I'll tell you this much, if our God hadn't have been a patient God, filled with grace toward us, a lot of us wouldn't be sitting here in this room this morning. The very person Shimei was cursing was the very person that was keeping him alive. You know what he ought to be saying? Instead of cursing David, he ought to be singing the praises of David. Amen. You know, instead of us cursing Jesus, we ought to be singing the praises. Thank God for Jesus, for his patience, for his grace, his shameless character. But now we move to a second part of his story. Go with me over a couple of chapters now to, verse, to chapter 19. And we see Shimei's shameless character. But second of all, we see his shallow, his shallow conversion. I want to show you what happened. This is real funny. Remember a moment ago, I told you somebody may have tapped old Shimei on the shoulder and said, you better watch what you say. That king may come back some of these days. Can I tell you something? Guess what? There was a second coming of King David. Look at chapter 19. Look at verse 15. The first four words are these. So the king returned. Can I just remind us all in this room this morning that some of these days our king is going to return? We haven't seen the last of him. Oh, Shimei said, oh, we've seen the last of him. No need to worry about him. He's done. He's finished. They said the same thing about Jesus. But I promise you this, on the morning of the third day, the one they thought was finished rose from the grave. Forty days later, went back to heaven for the last 2,000 years, been sitting at the right hand of God. But I got it in my mind. He's getting ready to come again. He's going to come. I don't know what's going to happen in America, but I know one thing. Jesus is coming. The Old Testament says Jesus will come. The, the four gospels says Jesus has come. And the rest of our New Testament says this, Jesus is coming. 
He is coming again. Guess what? David came back. The second coming of David and look the very first person that went out to meet him. Look at verse 16. And Shimei. Don't you know he is scared to death? Don't you know he regrets the day that he talked to David like that? Don't you know he regrets the day he threw the first rock? Don't you know he regrets all the names that he called David, the one that was keeping him from judgment, the very one that was extending his life, the one he cussed? Now he goes and meets him. And it almost looks like he gets saved right here. I say that on the basis of what verse 18 says. The Bible said in verse 18 that Shimei fell down before the king. Can I say that's a good place to get before the king? Is it not? To bow down? You know, the Bible does say that one day every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. So I can see old Shimei, here comes the king. He thought, oh my goodness, the day I regretted the king. Come back, the second coming of King David. And he goes out there and the first thing he does, he falls down before David. Then if you'll look at the next verse, look at verse number 20. Not only did he fall down, I'm sorry, verse 19. He says, I, I want you to forget about what happened. Look what he said in verse 19. He said this, and said unto the king, let not my Lord impute iniquity unto me, neither do thou remember that which thy servant did perversely the day that my Lord the king went out of Jerusalem that the king should take it to his heart. What's he saying? Now he's on his face before the king. And he's, oh king, please, please forget what an idiot I've been. Oh king, please, please remember what happened. Don't remember it, please. King, boy, it sounds like to me he's under conviction. He's down. He said, oh, God, don't remember that. Please forgive my iniquity. And then he comes to verse number 20 and he says this, I have sinned. Now, if you go through the Bible, this is amazing. But if you go through the Bible, that, that trio of words, I have sinned, you know, you would think it would be hundreds of times in the Bible. Did you know that little trio of words is only found eight times in the Bible? I have sinned. And most of the time that it was spoken by somebody, it was spoken by somebody who didn't mean it. Shimei said, Lord, please, I have sinned. Now, I don't know about you, but I'd say, man, this old boy's about to get right. This old boy is about to get saved. In fact, if his story ended right here, we could walk out of here and say, Woo, thank God for grace. Amen. Here's an old boy cussed the king. God turned him around. He got saved. Hallelujah. Boy, aren't you glad we got a king that'll give you another chance? In our terminology, we'd say, old king, old Shimei got saved. But did he? I mean, was this, is this for real? I mean, did he really mean what he was saying here down at his feet? Please forget about all that stuff I've done. I have sinned. Did he mean it or not? Now, I'm calling it a shallow conversion. Well, I want to tell you something, friend. I think a lot of times we see shallow conversions. I think people get caught up in messes in their life. They go out and they do things and then they get caught in the things that they've done and they want to run to the king and fall at his feet. Please forget about it. I have sinned. But there's no change in their life. I mean, they still are the same way. Well, what about old Shimei? Was he real? Or was it just a sham? Well, go with me now to 1 Kings chapter 2, and we're going to wrap his story up because we find him one more time 
in the Bible. His shameless character. His uh, shallow conversion. I want you to see what happened in chapter number 2 because in chapter number 2 what we have here is David is now about to die. David is 70 years old. He's reigned over Israel for 40 years and now he's about to die. But just before he dies, just before he breathes his last breath, he calls Solomon into his room because Solomon is the next king over the nation of Israel. He's David's son. He's going to ascend to the throne right after David dies. And as he's talking to Solomon, he says stuff like, hey, be a man, be strong. But if you look at verse 8, he starts talking about a fellow by the name of Shimei. Look at verse 8. And behold, David says to Solomon, thou hast with thee Shimei. Oh, we've met that guy before. That's that cussing rock throwing Ernest, Ernest T. Bass. I know what I should have called this sermon, the Ernest T. Bass of the Bible. Throwing rocks, cussing. <laughs> the Ernest T. Bass of the Bible right here. Complete with a gold tooth right here in the middle. Knock the other two out, put a gold. David said, I want to tell you something, son. I'm about to die. But you got a fellow here in your kingdom. You better keep your eye on. Look at verse 8. His name is Shimei. Let me tell you what happened. The day that I was running from your brother, your half-brother Absalom, that old boy cursed me, verse 8, with a grievous curse. But then he came down to meet me at Jordan, and I swear in him by the Lord, saying, I will not put thee to death with the sword. Isn't that just like David? I mean, what should David have done? When Shimei came at the second coming, you know what he ought to have done? Took his sword out and said, Bonjour! Just cut his head off. But he didn't do it. David said, I promise you, son, I'm not going to do it. But he says to Solomon in verse 9, don't you, you watch him. Don't hold him not guiltless. You're a wise man and knowest what thou oughtest to do unto him. But his forehead, his white-haired head, bring thou down to the grave with blood. David said, watch that man. Watch him. Keep your eye on Shimei. Hey, Solomon, watch Shimei. So Solomon does. Solomon brings, let me tell you what happens. Solomon brings Shimei in and he says, Shimei, he says, uh, here's what we're going to do, Shimei. And what he's doing is he's put into the test to see if he's real. So he says, Shimei, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you to build you a house here in the city of Jerusalem. Let me read it to you. Read it to you better and I can tell it to you. Look at verse number 36. And the king sent and called for Shimei, Solomon, sent and called for him and said unto him, Build thee a house in Jerusalem and dwell there and go not forth thence anywhither. For it shall be that on the day that thou goest out and passeth over the brook Kidron, thou shalt know for certain that thou shalt surely die. Thy blood shall be upon thine own head. And Shimei, Shimei said unto the king, Say it's good. My lord the king said, So will thy servant do. And Shimei, I dwelt in Jerusalem many days. Solomon is putting him to the test. So he says, Okay, Shimei, dwell here in Jerusalem. Build your house here. But now, Shimei, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to draw some lines of boundaries for you. Shimei, don't you leave Jerusalem. Shimei, don't you cross over the brook Kidron. That's your boundary. That's your line. Don't you cross over that. Stay inside of the will of the king. Stay here. You know something? God's got a will for all of our lives. 
And God, as it were, listen, now God, as it were, when we become his child, God draws some perimeters for us. God draws some lines for us. And then God looks at us and says, okay, stay inside the lines. Don't step outside those lines. If you step outside those lines, you're going to bring judgment down and it's going to be nobody's fault but your own. Stay inside the lines. Stay inside the perimeters. Don't cross these lines. Shimmy, I stay in the lines. You know, living for God, living the Christian life, can easily be summed up in these words. Look at this verse. If you love me, for Sy County Translation, stay inside the lines. Read it with me. If you love me, translated, if you love me, stay inside the lines. Stay inside the perimeters that I've drawn for you. Don't, don't overstep those lines. Because when you get outside of the lines of God's will for your life, if you're not careful, you're going to invite the judgment of God down upon your head. Shimei, stay in the lines. This is your test. Was that real back there when you fell at daddy's feet? When you asked him not to remember what you had done? When you asked my daddy to forgive you? Was that real? If it's really real, you'll stay inside the lines. Did he do it? Not on your life. Notice what happened in our text. Look, if you will, at verse 39. And it came to pass at the end of three years. Now, wait a minute. He did good for three years. You ever see people, you know, they come to church and, and they say they get saved and they do good for a while. And then three years later, they blow it. Somebody said, ah, that tells me there's no such thing as eternal life. Oh, yeah, there's something called eternal life. The only problem is people don't have eternal life and they turn back and cross the lines that God... You know what Shimei had? He didn't have eternal life. He had three-year life. The Bible said at the end of three years, look at what happened. Two of his servants ran away into Achish. And what he do? Verse 40, he arose, saddled his donkey, crossed over the brook Kidron. Wait a minute. That was a line that had been drawn for him. That's the reason I say Shimei was the man who crossed the line. He crossed the line and went somewhere he wasn't supposed to go. And guess what? The king found out about it. The king will always find out about it. Can I have an amen? He'll always find out. So he found out, look if you will, at verse 41. And it was told Solomon that Shimei had gone from Jerusalem to Gath and was come again. And the king sent and called for Shimei. And then if you'll look down at verse 46, the king said to one of his faithful soldiers, Benaniah, go fall upon that sucker. Kill him. He's not going to live. Why? I'll tell you why. He crossed the line. Ladies and gentlemen, God has once again given us some lines that he expects us to live in, some boundaries. It's not unreasonable. I mean, God has our best intentions at heart. When God says to us, this is your marriage, these are lines, don't cross that line. Don't step out into an area 
that is not according to my plan and my will for your life. If you do, you're going to mess up big time. God has lines drawn for This church is a line drawn for us. Don't step outside of the will of God for your life. If you do, you're inviting the judgment of God upon your own head, and it's nobody's fault but your own. Don't blame God. Shimmy, I couldn't look up and say, you dirty king sitting up in heaven, it's your fault that they're about to take my head off. No, sir. He's the one who made the choice to cross the brook. And ladies and gentlemen, when that happens, hear me and hear me well, we invite the judgment of God upon our life. So we have a shallow conversion. Was it real? Not on your life. I wonder who sits here this morning. Is your conversion real? Not on your life. Oh, you said the right things. You bowed. You said, forgive me. You said, don't remember. You said, I've sinned. But it hadn't changed your life. First chance you get, you step right over the lines that God's drawn and you never feel bad about it. You never feel guilt about it. How do you feel when you sin? How do you feel when you sin? Somebody said, feel the same I always do. You're not saved. You say, who made you to judge? I ain't the judge. But the book's a judge. And buddy, if you can step over the lines and not feel guilt and embarrassment, humiliation, feel unclean and dirty, if you can do all that and step over those lines, tell you, your conversion is as fake as Shimei's was. So his shameless uh, character, his shallow conversion, his sudden calamity, verse 46, guess what? They took his head off. And here's my whole message and I'm done. Look at me and I'm done. Guess what? Shimei had everybody fooled for those three years. For three years he lived inside. Somebody said, boy, I'll tell you what, oh, Shimei's a changed man, ain't he? Boy, I'll tell you, he accepted the king. Now, thank God he got right with David. Yes, sir, he, he, he loves the king. Yeah, for three years. One long, though, he crossed those lines, and the Bible said he lost his head. Now, the moral of the story is this. Every story has got a moral. Are you with me? And the moral of the story is wrapped up in these words right here. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. Now read this with me. Let's start. Ready? The Lord knoweth them that are His, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ stay in the lines. For Sy County Translation. Are you saved? Stay in the lines. Stay in the boundaries. Are you right with God? It's easy, man. If you love me, keep my commandments. Because if we step outside the lines, look out. Judgment is coming. And listen, he had everybody fooled. But he didn't fool King David. Because King David said, Solomon, watch him. And when you get the opportunity, cut his head off. The king knows who's real and who's not real. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. What a story. Shimei, the man who crossed the line. Have you crossed some lines in your life? Hey, why don't you run to Jesus today and find mercy, grace, and forgiveness. Let's pray. Father, thank you this morning.